0: with fries. near to rescue my soul and calm all my fears now I'm safe from all harm since I met the one who came looking for me. Satan had already picked out my grave. His plan was to fall and put me away. I drifted so far would anyone care that I'd soon be lost? I knew my destruction was a matter of time. But Jesus appeared, and said, This one is mine. Now I'm safe with no harm. For he walked through the storm, he came looking for me.
1: Friends, we are so thankful to be back with you on this Sunday afternoon service, this first Sunday in Lent. Today is the sixth day of March, and it is a great day that God has made, and we rejoice and we are glad in it. It has been another very busy week here at Shades of Grace. We uh, had a Nash Wednesday service, and we've done all the other events that we do daily, here serving whom we call the least of these, the homeless, the mentally challenged, the addicts, and just people in need in general. So it's been a very busy week, and also uh, today, earlier, at 2 o'clock today, we had a funeral service here at the church for Jerry Sturgill, that is the dad of Waylon, who is a longtime member of Shades of Grace, So we ask you to please remember his mom and dad and all of his loved ones when you pray. Last Saturday, as I told you, we had two services here. So please remember the families of Tabby Housewright and Sherry Harris. Also, we ask you to pray for the family of Charlie Weaver, who recently went home to be with the Lord. And I know that his family faithfully views and participates in our virtual congregations, so we do lift you before the Lord today. And so, I would like to ask you to take just a moment and pray with me, and I'm going to be praying a prayer that I found copied in another book of worship. It's called a prayer for healing. And you know, we all need healing, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, whatever we all need the touch of the great physician so let us pray holy are you and blessed is your son jesus christ who lived among us and knew human pain and suffering who called all who were burdened and heavy laden and gave them rest who healed the sick fed the hungry and ate with sinners who cast out demons And showed us the way to you through faith, who took our suffering upon himself, that we might be cleansed of our sins and receive eternal life. These things we pray in the name of Christ our Lord. And wherever you are today, will you join me in saying, Amen, which literally means, Lord, yes, let it be, let it be true. Now, if you're following the lectionary text, and I always try to do this throughout the special church seasons on the calendar, uh, such as Lent or Advent or Pentecost, and so today being the first Sunday in Lent, we are reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said to him, If thou be the Son of God, command the stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him and said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed to him all the kingdoms of the world in just a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All of this power I will give to you, and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me, and to whomever I will, I give it. If thou wilt therefore worship me, everything will belong to you. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall you serve. And then he brought him to Jerusalem And set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, If you be the Son of God, cast yourself down from here. For it is written, again this is found in the book of Psalms, He will give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest at any time you should dash even your foot against the stone. And again Jesus answering him said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. This is the scripture text from the Gospel of Luke chapter 4. And we ask that it may bring hope and encouragement to each of our hearts and lives today As we seek to learn a little bit more about Jesus Christ, how he suffered, how he sacrificed, and how he overcame in the end. We know the end of the story, and that is that it is well with our soul. You know, in this particular text, Jesus had just recently been baptized by his cousin, John, down in the Jordan River. Multitudes of people had come to be baptized by John, who is the forerunner of our Lord, and who was also closely related to Jesus. He was a cousin of our Lord, just a few months older than Jesus himself. And he was a preacher of righteousness. He was preaching, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you remember from just a few days ago on Ash Wednesday, As the ashes were placed upon the forehead of persons, and we did have 25 people who came to Shades of Grace between 11 and 1 o'clock on Wednesday to receive the imposition of ashes. And we heard those words, From dust we have come, to dust we shall return. Let us repent and believe the gospel. And so, This was the message of John down by the River Jordan. And, of course, he was preaching some of the things that even Jesus preached. Remember in one place in John's sermon, he said, you know, if you have two coats, give one of them away. And he said, if you've taken from people uh, wrongly, then pay them back. These were some of the things that even John is recorded as having preached. Very similar text to what our Lord would preach in the Sermon on the Mount, as well as other messages throughout his scriptures stories and parables that we have recorded and so after all of this had happened Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit went from the Jordan back up into the wilderness areas. Now I do remember from my many trips to the Holy Land and Some of you I know who participate in our virtual church have traveled with me, some of you even two or three times, to Israel. And if you recall where Jericho is, one of the oldest continuous-habitated cities in the world, it's called the City of Palms, the oasis in the desert. But if you will look from Jericho, which is down near sea level, way down near the Dead Sea area, you will see high up on a mountain in the distance a place that is called the Mount of Temptation. And so it was up on that rough mountain, and my first thought as I saw that from traveling up from the Jordan River and the Dead Sea area of the low country there, how in the world did Jesus climb that very high peak You know, that's the kind of a mountain. It's not for the faint of heart. But our Lord traveled up that mountain. He went up into the place where the coyotes and the serpents and the scorpions and all the creatures of the wild, and even in one place in this particular account that I'm reading from the Gospel of Luke, tells us uh, that as jesus ended his temptation time of 40 days in the wilderness that uh, the wild animals were circling around him and yet jesus is the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world but he is also the lion of the tribe of judah i'm so thankful that i'm on jesus side not that he's on my side but i'm thankful that I try to walk in his footsteps and follow his leadership. And Jesus said, as many as are led by God are the children of God. We are the children of the Most High God. And Jesus calls us family. He said, you are my family. You know, even when mother and father shall forsake us, and when brothers and sisters shall walk away from us, and when loved ones will rebuke us and deny us for whatever reasons Jesus said I will never leave you and I will never forsake you and some of you who are listening to me today you may have gone through some of that rejection, you may have gone through some of that resistance in life, maybe people don't understand decisions that you have made they don't walk in your shoes so they can't possibly feel what you are feeling but Jesus feels For the Bible says, he is our high priest who is touched by the very feelings of our infirmities. That means whatever you're going through today, Jesus Christ understands and he loves you. And you know, other people may not agree with you. Other people may not understand you. But if you're trusting in Jesus Christ, the scripture clearly says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. That word salvation simply means deliverance. And as I often pray, I say, Lord, could you save me from myself? Because often I am my own worst enemy. You know, as we begin this Lenten journey, as we have now embarked upon the 40 days, it is symbolic of what I am reading to you today from the Gospel of Luke chapter 4. It tells us that during Those days of temptation Jesus did not eat anything I you know I can't comprehend that Uh, I I can't understand it and as that um, narrative ends in another particular gospel account we read the words that afterward he was hungry which is probably an understatement of the Bible but Jesus went without food in the wilderness area and as we read here, we know that all he had to do was speak the word. And he could have made that those stones become warm, uh, you know, big chunks of bread, just a big pan of hot bread, just like you might bring out of Grandma's oven. Think about that. All he had to do was speak the word, and he could do that. He is God, Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever the one who said when you have seen me you have seen the father and so this jesus went for those days without eating and the devil came to him at his most vulnerable point when you realize that satan came to him when he was hungry when he was weak and I want to tell you today that Satan will come to you at your weakest point. You know, Satan comes in many forms. We have this somehow childhood concept that he has, you know, horns, a red suit, and a tail and a pitchfork. That's not true. Satan can appear in many, many forms of adversity. He will come to us as an angel of light. He will come as someone beautiful and appealing and someone that will promise you the world but remember satan has nothing but heartache and sadness to offer you he came to kill steal and to destroy but jesus christ came to give us life and that's what we celebrate during these 40 days jesus christ the one who overcame everything in the desert in the wilderness in the mountaintop You know, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the mountaintop experiences. If you recall, we talked about the Mount of Transfiguration and all the wonderful things that happened there. But we also came to realize in that particular sermon that we are not created to live in mountaintop experiences. We are human beings. And as the song says, Teach me, O Lord. For I am human, and humans forget. We tend to forget that we need the Lord. We are not to lean upon our own understanding, as the Scripture says in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Bible, but in all of our ways, trust in the Lord and acknowledge Him, and then God will give us the desire of our heart. But don't you try to figure it out. Don't try to work it out for yourself, for your ways, are not the ways of God. And so Jesus went through all of this on the mountaintop so that you and I could have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. He came to teach us how to live. He taught us how to serve. He taught us how to pray, as I share with the people all the time. When you don't know how else to pray or what words to say, you can quote, memorize, read, recite, sing the Lord's Prayer. Because that indeed, I believe, covers every facet of life. So remember the model prayer. Pray that prayer, excuse me. Pray that model prayer and trust in the Lord always. You see, the enemy is about. He is not far away. And even as I read this particular text today, it reminds us that even when Jesus overcame him and resisted all three of those temptations without sin, without yielding to the fleshly part of life, that Satan left him only To return at a more opportune time. Excuse me. These allergies this weekend are a little bit rough. We are entering the allergy season in northeast Tennessee. And uh, this happens every year. So uh, you can rest assured uh, that it's okay. This is just some of the the allergies of life. That kind of come to us every day. But Jesus he he did not argue with satan and you and i cannot win battles by arguing with the flesh with the carnal side of life with the enemy of our soul with satan with whatever your adversary is whatever presence or spirit your adversary comes disguised as you cannot overcome that adversary within yourself. You do so by believing what Jesus said. You see, Jesus quoted the scriptures. And if it was good enough for Jesus to do, then that's how you and I ought to do it. Jesus came to mentor us. He's a rabbi. He's a teacher. They called him master. He's Lord. And so we are to follow him. We are to strive to measure up to what Jesus teaches us to do okay so we are to serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing and know that the he that he is the Lord our God and in him we live and move and have our existence so as we go through these 40 days let us remember that our goal is to worship Jesus Christ Not to bow down to all of the powers of this world, the pleasures of life, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, all of these things that bring out the human nature in us. We want to bring out the goodness and the light of God that resides within us. For as I have already told you, greater is he that is in you and me than he who is in the world. I wanted to share something with you again today as well. It's the Covenant uh, Litany of Reconciliation. You know, we did meet at Shades of Grace yesterday, which was Saturday. We met, and there were a group of us. We had Holy Communion. We sang some songs, and we prayed, and I shared a message. And uh, we want to invite you to now come and be with us any Saturday morning at 1030 As we come to worship the Lord, we're still wearing our mask. We're still socially distancing, but things are getting back to more of a reality, more of a new reality in life. But so part of what I want to share with you right now is that which I shared yesterday on Saturday morning. And it simply begins by saying, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The hatred of which divides nation from nation, race from race, and class from class. Think about that. Does that describe our world today? Does that in some respect even describe the state of the, quote, church, unquote, in our world today, where people are seeking their own desires rather than the desires of Jesus Christ? So the response that we gave yesterday in worship, the response that I'm asking you today in your heart or audibly to respond with me is, Father, forgive. Forgive us of the hatred. Forgive us of all the things that divides us. Okay? And then forgive us for the desires of people and nations who want to possess what is not their own and I can't help but be reminded today of our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine who are literally fighting for their lives and we hear nothing good coming out of that country but I do believe that somehow God's sovereign grace is still upon that nation and there are people there who are seeking to follow the Lord And they have a wonderful patriotic president uh, and I won't try to pronounce his name he is a Jewish man his loved ones his family tree was pretty much wiped out in the Holocaust but he's there today as a wonderful monumental leader among the Ukrainian people and they get along great the Jews and Gentile alike are working side-by-side and finding common ground That they can work upon to save their country in spite of the covetous desires of the nation of Russia and the evil leader I don't want to call him a president but I call him a dictator because his hands are dripping with innocent blood and that's one thing that God hates if you're looking for things that God hates sometimes you may be looking in all the wrong places but the Bible says one of the things That God hates is someone who sheds innocent blood. And so we need to be trusting in the Lord and realize that we are walking with Jesus through this journey of faith and repentance and humility, understanding that God's grace is sovereign. And so today we ask God to forgive us if we have any desire other than that which would be holy. Before the Lord when it comes to this ideal of covetous desires. And greed goes right along with it. Forgive us, Father, of the greed that exploits the work of human hands and lays waste the earth. I don't have to tell you today that we live among people who are greedy and who can never have enough. And we remember the words of Jesus who said, What shall it profit a person if he or she shall gain the whole world and forfeit their own soul? You see, life is more than things that you and I can hold in our hands. And Steve, our lay leader, used to sing a song that said, Hold loosely to the things that are fleeting. And then in this litany of reconciliation, it says, Father, Forgive our envy of the welfare and happiness of others. Help us to care about others. Help us to be happy for others when good things happen. You know, let us not be greedy. Let us not covet those things which do not belong to us. We need to think about others. We here at Shades of Grace are now in our eighth year of ministry, a wonderful outreach, a wonderful ministry that's reaching thousands of people in over 60 countries of the world, literally, by social media. And we have a Nigerian congregation and now a school with Shades of Grace International. Yuzoma Alu met with us yesterday as we worshiped, and she shared some stories about All that is happening in Nigeria with our brothers and sisters in Christ who are seeking to work and bring the kingdom of God close. You see, we have to rejoice with those who rejoice and yet sorrow with those who sorrow. And there are so many who do that. But this one today is heavy upon my heart. It says, For our indifference to the plight of the imprisoned, the homeless, And the refugee. You know, here at Shades of Grace, we deal somewhat with the homeless and in some respect the refugees. We have people that come here sometimes who are just about in a strange land. They don't know where they are. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to live in a world after having been incarcerated sometimes for 5, 10, 15, and even 20 years of their life. And then they'd be set out on a street in a world that does not uh, welcome them and a world that they do not comprehend nor understand. So let us be willing to ask God's mercy and forgiveness about our own indifference to the plight of the refugees. Remember in the Old Testament, God said to the children of Israel, You be good to the alien, the strangers in the land, the refugees. The strangers among us, because Jesus Christ himself may appear as an angel of light, we may feed Jesus. We may clothe Jesus. We are to remember those because our Lord said, remember, children of Israel, you yourself were aliens. You were pilgrims and strangers in a strange land. And it's not any fun being in a strange land, and being alone. And I've been there. You've been there. I've literally been in foreign countries when I was feeling homesick and alone and disconnected. That was in the days long before cell phones or email or Facebook or any of that kind of stuff. And I've spent extensive amount of times in foreign countries. And sometimes it can get pretty lonely. And you seek fellowship with others of like precious faith and you do what you can to remain strong and you have the scriptures in your heart and you walk in the light that God shines upon you through fellowship with others and through the lives of other people who teach us how to be godly people and to follow the examples that the Lord sets down for us. But we are so often as a nation and people of this world so caught up in our own abundance, in our own life, that we tend to think, Lord, if it doesn't affect anybody else but me and mine, then I'm going to be okay with that. But we can't be okay with that. May God have mercy upon us and may the Lord awaken us and shake us and help us to be mindful of the plight of the imprisoned, the homeless and the refugee, the strangers in the land. And I think of those people, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, getting on those trains in the Ukraine and heading to a place they're not aware of. They're going to Poland. They're going to uh, Chechnya, to other countries nearby, uh, to maybe to Romania, to other places that will receive them. But uh, I can't help but think of the pictures and the old videos of the people, the Jewish people being put on trains and being sent to their deaths during the Holocaust. But we're living in difficult times and there are wars in our world, there are divisions, there are separations, and I think today is a perfect day for us to pray this litany of reconciliation and that we covenant together as God's people laying aside the denominational tags, laying aside labels that we have. At Shades of Grace, labels we don't want. The only labels that I want to see at Shades of Grace is on maybe the back of somebody's shirt. And occasionally we see people who turn their clothing wrong side out and they'll go down the street or they'll walk in there with their clothing on backwards and you do see their labels. But you know, That's the only label I want to see. We do not separate people by class or gender or race or ethnicity or lifestyle or anything else. We're all the beloved children of God who are redeemed by the Lord's grace and mercy. And we are here to encourage one another. And when one person falls, then we're there to lift someone up and to help sustain that person. And then this prayer, as it concludes the litany of reconciliation, Father, forgive the lust which dishonors the bodies of men, women, and children. And we live in a nation and in a world where child trafficking and the sex trade is something that's very real. You may not be aware of that, but it's a very real thing in our world. And even one of our offices that we own here, property that we own on this block. We, use, we give it out free. We do not charge for anything, but we have groups that meet. We have probation officers that meet. We have recovery meetings. We have right now a Filipino worship community, but we also have a group from the state of Tennessee, the Department of Child Trafficking, and I'm not sure exactly uh, the exact name of that. But child trafficking and sex trafficking is a very real thing in our world today and people are becoming rich because of it. And so we need to ask the Lord to help us to bring light upon that evil and that we pray that God will help us to be strong examples in the world of the light of Jesus. Then he says, forgive the pride which leads us to trust in ourselves and not in god you know we trust in the lord with all of our heart that's why we read this text from luke chapter 4 and from the other synoptic gospels we recognize that we can't do this by ourselves. it's god with us god in us god surrounding us jesus christ the lamb of god and then as we wind this up, he says, Father, forgive us and help us to be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. You know that comes directly from a New Testament scripture. Be ye kind, tender hearted, forgiving one another. We used to sing a little song about that. I guess if I had Landon here, I'd probably start singing it and let him play that for me. And maybe one day we can do that. But dear friends, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon in this service. And I pray that this will be a wonderful week for you. And I hope that you will share this message with others. You can go on YouTube and share it. Uh, You can share it on Facebook. You can share it on our podcast. That usually comes up on Monday mornings, sometimes by midday, and you will be able to listen to that in your car or walking or running or wherever you are. So, dear friends, thank you so much for this privilege of sharing with you today, and may the peace of our Lord be with you now until we talk again. God bless you, dear ones.